0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Oh, we're surprised he fell to us. I mean, sure, he's probably a murderous psychopath, but other than that, the guy can play. S.I.'s Ross
1: Gellinger. I've never been to a football game where at kickoff, it's virtually empty. At halftime, instead of everybody going in and it being empty, it's the most full. And then after the bands leave, everybody leaves and it goes empty again. And SI's
2: Pat 40. They got a quarterback who knows how to like knows what it's like to play George's defense and Bo Nix, who, by the way, will be the second best quarterback on the field. Dan Wetzel, law firm, law firm. Here's Pat
0: Russ and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. Games are coming, gentlemen. Less than two weeks away, we have football games. Week zero. So we're actually, like, next week be picking games. Wow. oh, Discussing (laughs) matchups. Getting ready to make our listeners
2: scads of money again, like we did last year.
0: Get rich. Get rich. Listen to the College Football Enquirer. Rich in spirit. (laughs) (laughs) we guarantee nothing more than that what i wanted to do is our gimmick our topic gimmick this week because you know i love a good gimmick oh yeah is let us have a draft of the best non-conference football games of the 2022 season what game are you most excited i guess that's the only uh, criteria it could be for any reason and you can defend your choice as is as such uh, what game are you most like this season we know there's a lot of great conference games of course you know the the Alabama Texas A&M game I think we'll still have a little bit of sauce even though that's kind of died down I have a feeling it'll roar back to life by yeah sure. I don't know about fully doesn't seem like Jimbo wants to continue it of course, when you get closer to that, you got to really. That's why I always respect the the UFC fighters that keep talking smack, like right even at the weigh in. <laughs> it's one thing to say something, but then when you get locked in a cage with somebody, you're still you're still going at it. Yeah, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, all that. So these are the non-conference games. Now, my only thing is, I, here's a question for the panel: Do we count Notre Dame's ACC games?
1: <laughs> I was wondering about that because I've got a Notre Dame game kind of circled against. Uh, a certain perennial ACC powerhouse.
0: Yeah, they uh, Clemson visits yeah. on November fifth. So I, I, I mean, why not, right? What sure, sure.
2: Notre Dame belongs to no league, as they'll happily tell you.
1: Yeah, I was about to say if you asked if you asked the athletic director, he would tell you that is a non-conference game. That's
0: all right. games are non-con. All right, I just want election integrity here, people. Okay,
1: <laughs> don't we all? So so if, you ask, if you if you ask the Clemson side, they might say that it's a conference game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would really like right. it to be very much. What uh-huh. is it?
0: What is it? Yeah, it's like a. What's the definition of this? Uh, all right, let's start. Ross, I will grant you the first pick in the draft. Who you got? Well, what the, game? You this is
1: going to be kind of a, a weird one. Uh, it's probably not a, a great first pick, but it's the one to me that is the most interesting and um that is the nil bowl miami at texas a&m which comes on september (laughs) 17th the nil bowl baby so two of the two of the biggest uh, the two of the two teams with the biggest collectives or at least in miami's case the biggest booster kind of involved in nil and at texas a&m's case probably the the single biggest most influential maybe collective uh in in the nil space so the N.I.L. Bowl, the Aggies and the Hurricanes. Mark it down. I All like right. it
2: because that that first oh you also you got Mario Cristobal, new yeah. coach there at Miami.
0: And and we'll see if AM's ever gonna live up to the hype. A- every game other than the Alabama game is like a pressure cooker. Right? and now that's a pressure cooker for AM. Yeah. I yep. mean, they with that recruiting class, even though they're yep. not fully formed, but this is a season that you cannot just be dropping games to
1: Miami, or well, rebuilding yeah. it, Miami. Club. Right in there. Uh, yeah. I think their recruiting class was number was the best ever in the history of the rankings this past year. And I think it's pretty much every number one recruiting like signing class since two thousand or two thousand one has won a national championship the next four years. So pressure is uh, pressure is on. I believe they had sixteen top hundred players.
0: That's yeah, ridiculous. It's going to work pretty well uh, for you. Uh,
2: All right, Pat. Okay, um, I'm going probably a little more obvious and one that I will be attending and covering. Notre Dame at Ohio State in the horseshoe, September 3rd. I'm not sure it's going to be like a super close game. There's a chance Ohio State boat races them. But the interesting things to me there are, okay, let's see what Marcus Freeman has put together with a full off season to work. He was kind of the stopgap emergency guy for the Fiesta Bowl. Now he's he's had nine months to, to form this team. And then secondly, I want to see exactly how good Ohio State's offense looks. And the Notre Dame defense should be good. Notre Dame's got some real studs on that defense at all three layers. Um, so I, I am super excited to go there and see that. I, you know, I think there's not much separating Ohio State from Alabama, I think, at 1-2 uh, at the top of this thing. So I want to see exactly whether Ohio State really has the goods to hang with Alabama or whoever else would be the best in the country, and also how much better the defense is with Jim Knowles as coordinator. Well,
0: no question, a lot of subplots there. Marcus Freeman's first regular season game returning to Ohio State. Yeah. Former yeah, player. National st- implications. It's probably going to be – two-verse-five. Uh, that said, Ohio State will be should be uh, favored by double digits at kick. Tyler Buckner going to handle the deal for Notre Dame. I mean, there's a lot at stake. Yes. Absolutely no question about that. All right. I am going to go in a little different direction. We all know that I like uh, fights. I like anger. I like animosity. I like hurt feelings. I like nastiness controversy controversy so i am going to go with the september 1st clash in pittsburgh the backyard brawl is back yep after an 11 season hiatus that never should have happened west virginia technically on a three-game win streak but that ended in 2011 there's the, the the epic game in 2007 when pitt upset West Virginia and ended what very very possibly could have been a national championship for West Virginia certainly I, I the was title.
2: there baby and that's still Me too. one of
0: the most stunning things I've ever seen I was there too it was unbelievable never thought of coming 13-9. schools if you do not know the geography of the area are separated by what an hour I don't know maybe yeah. a little yeah. more no, about uh, that yep West Virginia is right on the border Morgantown's right in the border you got the mountains yo you know, all the West Virginia people be coming up. They won't be able to ride that little trolley system they've got there to the game. Uh, you ever seen that weird, that weird, uh, public transportation system of, of West Virginia? No, no, to, my, these, like, to Milan small... Pusker Stadium. Yeah, you take these little, they have like the smallest subway system ever, but it's like, <laughs> it's above ground. So, <laughs> 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 It's, the, it's like the opposite of the Tokyo subway system. <laughs> it has like three
1: stops yeah. and like moves like eight
0: people an hour. Yeah. I don't know what the thing's go. I'll
1: be covering that one up in Pittsburgh. I'm I'm excited about it. All right, it's it's called
0: the personal rapid transit, the PRT. <laughs> at, I, I'm pretty sure it only has three stops.
2: It's like five according to uh Wikipedia.
0: Okay, right. I'm five looking at stops. Yeah. It runs from like downtown Morgantown to campus. It's more like a it's like an airport sh- uh <laughs> like an airport train. Yeah. Like the Atlanta Airport's train is 40 times bigger than this. <laughs> Look at, do you see it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's kind of
2: like if you put a sprinter van on a railway system or something. I mean like wow. What, what exactly is the point? Well, to move people around Morgantown, Oh, Pat. my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Is this is real? real? Yeah, <laughs> it's real. You've ever been to Morgantown? This little train rides by every once in I've a while. I've been it's once, like, but is- I mean,
1: I might go back here in a couple of weeks, actually, preparation to cover that game. I'm yeah. going to go visit them, and I'm going to have to load up on this thing.
0: Absolutely. you got ride to the, ride the PRT. Wow. The PRT gets you around, man. I wonder if it
1: does bar hopping. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, because you you go downtown. Which is the famous bar there? Mutt's? Is it Mutt's? M-U-T-T-S? Mutt's? I think it's Mutt's. One I time I was in there far too late.
0: I needed one of those pick me up. Uh, moonshine is what it's called. Yeah. That's the <laughs> moonshine. <laughs> yeah. I had one night where it got late early in Morgantown. I once was in a bar in Morgantown and saw three different girl fights. Wow. Yeah, it was a while ago. Anyway, uh, it has nothing to do with the game, but that tells you the spirit of things. There you go. I, I know I'm, I'm very sad this game isn't in Morgantown. Is be- I am. Morgantown's better, but I'm happy it's back. The yeah. Backyard Brawl kicked things off September 1. Let's do it. It's, my, it's the first game, basically, other than the Joe Buck game. I think that's at the same time was that? Purdue, Penn state, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, Penn state at Purdue. That Fox traded for Joe Buck. Yep. And, uh, so this is, but this is the game I want. I I love the spite. Let's do this. Let's get nasty. I hope this game never goes away again.
1: I like it. I'm excited about covering it. I was on the phone with Shane Lyons the other day. Actually, he talked, I, I, I asked him how this game came about and he, he said it was one of his first priorities when he took over AD he called the pit AD and they got together and, yeah, I think they extended it. They extended it already another X amount of years, too. So it's Good. at least like Good gonna be them. ten years, five to eight to ten years or so now.
0: Yeah, enough with the conferences. Like let's play games people really want to see. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's
0: right. Sold out. I know that. Well, you know, of I mean, you're not getting that out of a conference game unless Clemson showing up. Right. Or Notre Dame, if it's that's a conference game. All right. Ross. Yeah. Second round. Kick off
1: round two. Round two. Give me Alabama, Texas, September 10th, week two. Uh, so many storylines here. Um, obviously, Nick Saban, former protege, uh, Steve Sarkeesian went to the coaching rehab, rehabbed, leading Texas into what feels like a really big year for him, you know, after the five and seven last year uh, and the late season collapse just feels feels really big. This just feels like a huge one for, for him. And then... You know, this is Texas is the team that Saban won his first national championship against with Alabama, of course, in the Rose Bowl, right? Rose Bowl. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Texas is the program too that may or may not have courted Nick Saban right about ten years ago or twelve oh, yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was was probably ten seared. million
2: a year at the time. People were like, "No way, would ten yeah.
1: million, yeah." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, I think it was it been uh, been worth it. Yeah, yeah, more and I I I firmly believe it was more serious than people think. I feel like anyway. I've always felt like that. But so big one there. Uh Austin obviously too. Great, uh, great place that should be rocking. My gosh, I can't imagine the the Crimson in Austin will be incredible.
0: Problems the game is early.
1: Yeah, noon. Sizzling.
0: Eleven AM Austin time, significantly cutting down on the on the drunken factor.
1: And yeah. cutting up on the amount of sweat in the building, because I'm uh, sure it's supposed it's, to be 90, 95 degrees.
2: By the second half, that that stadium is just going to be an oven. But here's the other thing, too. Now, Texas, <laughs> despite getting that number one vote in the coaches' poll last week, uh, the, the preseason supposedly is not going well for the Longhorns. They had a couple of major injuries in their first yeah. scrimmage. A starting receiver and a starting offensive lineman reportedly out for the year. They got... Another receiver who's been suspended after taking a tire iron and bashing a boot off of his car that was put on for parking by parking enforcement. Alabama I, transfer, no less. Alabama transfer. That's right. And then, um, and then Quinn Ewers apparently, allegedly, if you believe the scuttlebutt, has not yet seized the day as the mega re- recruit quarterback, and maybe still in a tussle with Hudson Card to be who's, who's going to be the starter. Do you want to be the star? <laughs> do you want
0: to be the starter for that?
2: Yeah, when when Will Anderson and those guys are coming at you, you're like, hey, you got this, got this Hudson. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I'll be back yeah. after this. Yeah, Uh yeah. If you get a parking boot on your car, do not destroy yeah. the boot. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> Just yeah. pay the tax. <laughs> you you're know? done. How Look, did he do it? I, I wonder.
2: We've all in our lives, you know, like probably flirted with with a lot of parking infractions. You're always saying yeah, I can get away with it. Oh, they won't come by. Well, if they get you, they get you. You you, you have to you have to own up then. Yeah. How do you destroy I a mean, boot,
0: a parking boot? Uh tie with a tire, a tire iron, iron and bashed it. Gee. Yeah. Wow. Bashed it until it broke 600 off. bucks is what a boot is strong boot tire is. iron. Yeah. Yeah. I know a guy who has a parking boot. Really? He can put it on and off his, his vehicle and he uses it to illegally park. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's brilliant. That to my brilliant. point about how yes, we've all flirted with. Uh, he carries this thing. He lugs this thing around with him. This is hysterical. I'm
0: trying not to give the plot away because <laughs> I don't want it. to. It's
1: you, isn't it? Dan? It's not <laughs> me. Yeah. It's yeah. not me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna look
2: for that next time in, in Greater Detroit. Oh. The booted car that is a fake <laughs>
0: scofflaw. Let me put it this. There's an event that parking. I'll say what it isn't, okay? (laughs) This is what it isn't. Let's say he lives in Ohio and wants to get a really good spot for the Ohio State football game or a Mm -hmm. Cleveland Brown game. Okay. And he gets down the night before. It's like a a, he has a trailer. And then he puts the boot on the trailer. And then no one messes with it. (laughs) Because the cops figure
1: somebody else, I the guess, boot, yeah,
0: yeah, the boot, and then he shows up and he's got his spot done. He just walks down. He's got all his stuff in the in the trailer, <laughs> and then he tailgates at this event, amazing. And then later, when no one's looking, he comes back with his truck, takes the boot off, and drives right away. Brilliant. It's <laughs> like the it's like the the viol- fake violin yeah. homeless guy, right? <laughs> yeah, right? That we talked about to be wary of. That's it. So man. just come here buy for your... your own boot, you can park wherever the hell you want. Yep. Come here for your criminal scams. We'll have them for you. So that that's it. It does it, that my story is not the story. Although go ahead. Bust those guys. Maybe you catch somebody down there. I don't want the Columbus PD Contacting me. Just saying if that was it. All right. Let's get me out of trouble here. Not me, but somebody. (laughs) I didn't know. It's uh, not my boot. Uh pick a game. You came close to burning your source there, but I I I did not. I really didn't, but maybe.
2: I don't (laughs) know. I don't know. (laughs) All right. It's a great scheme, isn't it? Oh, it's a great scheme. It really is. I mean, if you know, if you're gonna have a boot, then yes, put it to use. Yeah. Um, All right, my game, slightly off radar because there's so many other good games on this first uh, weekend, but I still, I love this. Um, Saturday, September 3rd, Utah at Florida. Uh, We're going to find out two things. Can Utah be a top five, top 10 team that they're going to be in the preseason polls? Can they be a Pac-12 team worthy of consideration for the playoff? Can they go into the swamp the heat of the swamp, and beat an SEC team on the road. And then how does, flip side, how does Florida look with Billy Napier as their coach? I, th- I don't think this is a flush hand he's got in terms of talent, but, you know, are they ready? Are they coached up? Are they good enough to beat Utah? Uh, one thing with Kyle Whittingham, too, his teams have been slow starters in the last few years. He's, he has not done very well out of the gate, and then his teams get better. That's not really an option if you want to try to make the playoff. Let's see, you get this big non-conference opportunity in Gainesville. You got to be ready right away.
1: Yep, and boy, like you said, it's going to be sticky, isn't it? In, in the cross-country oh, yeah. flight, I wonder if they're going to go fly over there on Thursday. You know, a lot of teams do that from out west. Uh, I don't think they had made that decision when I talked to some people over there, but um, I'm guessing they have a decision now. But that should be that should be yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, the whole cross-country and the the swampiness I feel like Florida fans are already bracing for a loss in a seven and five season it just seems like that's what uh, they're bracing for it's gonna take old a little Billy, down a little, right now yeah, yeah they are it's gonna take a Billy and maybe a little while to get going he certainly seems to be doing it on the recruiting trail you know speaking of NIL, we're talking about the Nil bowl I mean they got they got something cooking over there when it comes to Nil yeah. too so had a big weekend um, right mm-hmm yep. Yep, got a couple of commits, a couple of big-time big commits. So,
0: A lot of concerns about Gator recruiting, but it is it is turning around, mm-hmm.
2: like you said. Yep. They just opened up that ridiculous new uh, facility. I think that that was
0: a nice thing to have recruits on campus for. Yeah, uh, I've, I have heard it is tremendous. I've heard it's tremendous. Of course, every one of them are tremendous, yeah, except right. John Calipari's apparently, <laughs> but we'll get to that. We will. <laughs> I agree with you on Utah. They could be. They win this. They're, they very well could be six and zero, hosting USC in mid October, and what would be a a really look at me game for the Pac twelve that they need. They also get or at Oregon late. Mm-hmm. So get by this and get that credibility. Absolutely, Utah could be that four team that gets into a playoff um, that we're looking at. If 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 Clemson steps up, you know sl- slips up or anything like that. All right, on the on that same vein, similar, I think higher stakes. Oregon versus Georgia in Atlanta on September 3rd, the first week one. uh, absolute monster matchup, right? Reigning national champions. What do you got? Uh is there a is there a a step down? You lost so much talent. Is there a hangover in any way? Technically neutral, not really. Oregon just a year ago, walks in and beats Ohio State in the horseshoe. So they're not scared of coming across the country to do this. Brand-new coach in Dan Lanning. He's taking on the school he just came from or in Georgia. Does he have any insight? Can this guy coach? Oregon's recruiting very well. Obviously, if Oregon beats uh, the Bulldogs, they could be in tremendous position to, to make a playoff run. Absolute monstrous game in Atlanta. I don't know if the Ducks have enough. But uh, there's a lot, lot at stake in this one. They got
2: a quarterback who knows how to. like knows what it's like to play Georgia's defense in Bo Nix, who, by the way, will be the second best quarterback on the field. Dan Wetzel, law firm.
0: Mm. Law firm. We'll I gave law firm his flowers all off season. I, I don't know. <laughs> just, I'll, I'll just keep bringing it up. The law firm of Stetson Bennett.
1: I'm not going to say that. Uh, that that uh, Georgia. Or that Oregon has more talent than Georgia, but this was the this was the Oregon team. And I just just talking to Mario Cristobal a few weeks ago. I visited down there in Miami, and this is the one they were like building up for. He, he was telling me about how difficult of a decision he had in leaving Oregon, and partly because it was the excitement in the four years of recruiting and building up for year five or whatever the year four or year five it would have been for him at a year five. Um, and this was like the team they were really. Kind of pumped about and excited about, it. so they they have real talent, and uh, I it just it's uh, it's hard to see them, you know, again, across country, coming over, cross country, and and taking down the dogs. Um, just can't see it happening, but
0: all right, your pick round
1: three. three, oh, me, oh, yeah,
0: still good value, still good value <sighs> in round, yeah. Three. I'm oh, gonna yeah. go,
1: yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cincinnati, Arkansas, a uh, mm-hmm. another SEC, and this one, a group of five matchup. Uh, Bearcats come to town September 3rd. And that's the opener, isn't it? I just didn't realize that was the opening weekend. Yeah, wow. Week one. So week look one at that. Hogs and cats opening weekend. Since they lost a ton from that team last year. And, uh, and Arkansas returns a quarterback, obviously, who's had success. And they had a great non-win year last season. So we're looking to build off of that. But I think it'd be fun to see what a uh, replenished type of Luke Fickle team can can do against an Arkansas team that, you know, probably will finish in the middle of the pack of the SEC. But uh, that's, a, that's an exciting one. Always exciting to see a really good kind of group of five team in one moving into the power five, like Cincinnati, to see what they can do on the road and, you know, SEC environment and all that.
2: Yeah, I could be wrong, but I I think Cincinnati's still going to be good. Like, I, I, you know, I think they have that championship DNA kind of thing that coaches like to talk about. Uh, they, You know, they've stockpiled good, solid recruiting classes. They develop players well. You know, they they need a quarterback to step up. Uh, you lose a four-year starting quarterback, and they're back up. The, the two guys they haven't decided yet, which I don't think is ever a great sign, but I, I think that they've got good players across the roster now. I don't think they will walk in and be outmanned at Arkansas. All right, Pat. All right. I'm going to take that Clemson-Notre Dame game um, at Notre Dame. I think, this is it November 5th? November 5th. Yeah. Boy, you remember when they played there two years ago and it was COVID and, you know, it just was such a weird season. And that game felt like a real football game. They Because the Notre Dame put like 30,000 in the stands and then they all rushed the field when Notre Dame won in double OT. It was like, oh, wow, real football atmosphere. I don't know if we'll get anything that good again, but – I will be, you know, that both those teams, if they're doing what we think they're going to be doing, will be top 10 uh, at that point. And somebody may get eliminated from the playoff race uh, on that day, that night, probably in uh, South Bend. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to going to that one or or at least watching it one way or the
0: other. Yeah, it should be a great one. That was the game Trevor Lawrence had COVID. Remember that? It was, yeah, that was DJ
2: Uyunglele played and played great. And everybody thought he was going to be the next great one. And well,
0: he's back. He got another chance. Intrigued at how this ACC scheduling rotation works. They're back playing twice in two, three years. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, that's fine. Uh, all right, here's one below the radar, except in the town that is hosting this, where all tickets are sold out, and the get-in price is $275, which is the second highest for that week, week, week one. UNC, North Carolina, is visiting Appalachian State. Ah, yeah. This game I love. It will not have national title implications or playoff implications. But the fact that Appalachian State, which only defeated upset Michigan in 2007, like 15 years ago, not that long ago, has built its program up so fast that they get the flagship state school in their state to visit them in their little 30,000-seat stadium up in the hills is just awesome. I yeah. love this game. Love that it got scheduled. The two teams have only played once ever, 1940. The, heel, <laughs> the, the Tar Heels won 56-6. to six. <laughs> And now they're getting this going uh 275 bucks i said to get in i think i said uh notre dame osu is almost 400 but uh absolutely love it appalachian state 110 games last year they it's i don't know the biggest the biggest game ever in Boone, Mm. probably Uh, yeah Uh, uh, didn't they didn't they get miami to play there a few years ago really they might have I, I don't did. know. I don't know. That would be big. Still. I just think it's Carolina. I mean, I this is awesome. This is what yeah. I'd love to see more of. Let, let the bye games, let's go, on the road, especially in-state. So, love this game. I think it'll be an absolutely wild scene in Appalachian State and Boone, North Carolina that weekend as the Tar Heels come for the first time ever.
2: Yeah. No. You know what? Look at, look at North Carolina's schedule. They also go at Georgia State. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, They're playing bizarre. two group of five teams on the road, uh, and they might even be in succession. I'm trying
0: to – let me find the schedule here.
1: And that's that's a few uh, – it's a few uh, ACC teams uh, do that.
0: It is. Yeah. It is in succession. Yeah. You go – And then they get Notre Dame at home. Yeah.
2: You go at App State, at Georgia State. I mean, it's just very strange. I don't know whether that's uh, – Putting all their buyout money into basketball. Right. Bubba Cunningham saying we're not we're not we're not buying games here. What the deal is or if that's uh, also could be Mac Brown saying, hey, just get us a game in Atlanta. We need to go recruit Atlanta. We'll, we'll make some hay out of that Georgia State game. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he ain't, he ain't recruiting Boone. No, no, he's not. <laughs> Searching for NBA playoff coverage. We've got you. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
1: All right. We going another round or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Round four.
0: This is where the... Character Thing, rounds yeah, of the yeah, NFL things draft. Things are now.
1: Things are getting this is dicey. Like the, I'm like googling. i trying to. Uh, Aaron
0: Hernandez gets drafted in the yeah. round four. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're surprised he fell to us. I mean, sure, he's probably a murderous psychopath, but other than that, the guy can play.
1: All right, I've got I've got a good one here. So uh, NC State, all in, another ACC team, going on the road to a Group of Five team at East Carolina to begin the season again i don't know why all these acc teams are playing road games against group of five teams but uh, there they're are awesome
0: that's why <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but um nc state right all the build up this year i mean they're like what top 15 uh you know, the preseason rankings a lot of expectation on dave dorn and them and in their and their staff and they'll play east carolina team that you know kind of came reemerged last year won seven games and it's at east carolina hey you never know maybe we're uh, Upset special week one, group of five territory, man, look out. There, there is a a
2: an internet saying for North Carolina State about their NC State, shit, which is basically them screwing things up. You know, when they get their hopes up, they find ways to screw it up. That would be the ultimate NC State if they go and lose at East Carolina. But that is a tricky game. It really is. This this is East Carolina's best team in a while. Yep. I mean, uh, they
0: might Especially be. if they have a huge year in the ACC and they're like held out of the playoff because they lost to you. <laughs> <ECU. laughs> yeah,
2: right. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the loveliest little village on the plains in Penn State, Auburn. Uh, I don't think either team's going to be that great. But when you get an SEC school to host a Big Ten school or vice versa, there's a lot of pride on the line and bragging rights. And you come in and we'll show you how big it is here. You know, that was last year when Auburn played the whiteout at Penn State. This is the return game. And uh, I was talking, I was, t- I was actually talking to Pat Kraft, the, the new AD at uh, at Penn State, uh, at Big Ten Media Days. So we were talking a little bit about that game. And I said, just the sheer noise from the big screen there alone makes that place deafening. And then you put all the, you know, 90,000 fans going crazy. But that is the loudest big screen I've ever seen. You got the beautiful grass. I mean, it'll be a really good scene. I don't know whether it'll be a good game, but I'll be interested to watch that. I think it's like the third week of the
0: season. Uh, September 17th. Yeah. I think Auburn's the most underrated place to go if you're looking for a weekend to go watch a game. It yeah. is cool. It is very it is. cool.
1: They don't do the Eagle anymore, though. Do they? Do they do the Eagle still? I think so. <laughs> They uh,
0: grounded the
2: eagle. I, well, well i have had a couple of occasions where the eagles like flown off and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, like flown into things. <laughs> it's like flown, a lot of their coaches. Flown into the building,
1: you know. Yeah, run yeah. into like
2: a, a a window and stuff. But uh, oh no. Yeah, but now I, I I think I think the eagle's still flying.
1: All right,
0: Or Some, eagle. Yeah, listeners, well, please even tell without if the we're eagle, wrong. it's pretty awesome. Hard no, to find is, a place to stay, but it is. Yeah. It,
1: it's an it's an awesome game day experience. I agree. I
0: think people go. Oh, well, SCC. I want to see Bama. I want to see LSU. Right. Want to see, te- and they're all great. Tennessee, but I just think Auburn's phenomenal. And I, I, I don't. I don't know that you're missing anything if you just go to Auburn. Uh, and not that impossible to get to. It's not that far from Atlanta.
2: Yeah, it's an easy uh, drive from quit. Atlanta.
0: Or stay in Columbus, Georgia, with me. That's where that's I- right. Pat loves Columbus, Georgia. That's right. It is underrated town too, or not rated. Uh, I got. <laughs> I got
1: some eagle news.
0: Oh, okay. Well, this is
1: last year, but uh, Auburn retired the Bald Eagle Spirit from the pregame flights. So he retired last year. I don't know if they've got a new one that's going to be flying this year, but they didn't. It looks like they didn't do it last year because uh, the Eagle retired for whatever reason. Uh, They better have
2: another one. Next Eagle up. Let's go. Come on. I mean, (laughs) Sir Big Sir. Serbig Spurs on like his fourth, and then he retired. <laughs> yeah, man, we got we got a lot of uh, bird turnover in the SEC.
1: Oh, Spirit had an injured wing. Mm. Ah, man, I ah. in beak, his injured wing in beak due to her permanent beak damage. She was treated and found to be non. Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't do it. She couldn't hack it. She couldn't play through the injury. You know. So uh, wow. Yep. All medically right.
0: retired. I, I'm gonna go with this one. It's just, uh, it's one that's tough to put. Put aside, but uh, I'm going to go with Oklahoma at Nebraska September 17th. There will be no helium filled balloons, at least not handed out. Private citizens can bring their own helium balloons. But again, a classic rivalry that never should have gone away. Sooners return to Lincoln. New coach in, in Oklahoma. It's a big game for them. It was a Nebraska played great last year in this game. Everyone yeah. thought they would get killed down in Norman. They rose up and accounted well for themselves. This is an absolute this is one of many this season, but this is a career game for Scott Frost. Yeah. Win this game, and you're probably sticking around. Yep. And it probably says you got the team to stick around. Get smoked. You may not make it to October. That's the thing. They got that bye week after that
2: open date. Right. That that could be the time. If they're two and two, we discussed that. It could be curtains.
0: Yeah. We'll talk more in Nebraska next week before their their week zero yeah. uh, game against Northwestern. But uh, just a great scene. It should be a great classic game, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So good fourth round pick. All right, Ross, round five. Oh
1: man, here we round go. Five. So, still
0: <laughs> some good ones on the board.
1: I've still well, got I'm like gonna,
2: four four possible.
1: I'm well. I'm going with an unusual one here. We're gonna go uh, we're going to go with, uh, Mr. Dion Sanders.
0: Cause Ooh. you know,
1: Dion, right. Primetime. Yeah. And yeah. he will, he will not be in primetime. Although the Jackson state tigers will be playing 2. PM afternoon kick against Florida. A and M in the orange blossom classic in Miami at hard rock stadium, on September 4th. It's actually the Sunday before Labor ah. Day. So it's, the uh, it's the game that will, uh, will come before LSU, Florida state on, uh, on Sunday night. But, uh, Florida A&M in, uh, in Jackson State. Throw the uh, HBCUs a little uh, a little something there. There we go. And we talked look about at it Travis earlier, right? Deion, next, uh, yep. next FBS coach somewhere, probably. So big game for uh, for the fighting Deion Sanders.
0: Should be a very good game, and then you have the the bands that have to. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's even better. That's mm-hmm. right.
0: Sonic boom of the
2: South, baby. Jack State.
1: I've never been to a football game where uh, it, at kickoff, it's virtually empty at halftime. Instead of everybody going in and it being empty at halftime, it's the most full that it is. I've never <laughs> seen a game where the halftime it's the most full the stadium is. And then after the bands leave, everybody leaves and it goes empty again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think coach, coach prime has given you a reason to be there for the whole game. That's
1: right. That's right. That's right. He's been tearing it up. He, that's a big game for him. When it comes to, you know, next job, we talked about FBS power him getting a power five job. I mean, that's that's yep. probably I mean, I'm not an expert anymore on uh uh HBCU football, but I I would think that's one of their gonna be one of their toughest games.
2: Well, Matt, you're right, though like the the Sunday standalone
0: uh, audience will be a nice boost for them, you know? Yep. Yeah, and there's no there are, that's the week before the NFL. There's no NFL that Sunday. Mm. Like their their exhibition games, their final exhibition is over. So, and they, get, right. uh,
1: they get Florida A and M after coming off of a game against North Carolina, week zero. Florida A no, and M and uh, North Carolina. So,
2: all right, I'm uh I'm gonna go to the end of the season, and I'm gonna take Notre Dame USC. We will. See, I will be fascinated just to see what shape both those teams are in. First year new coaches, USC all the excitement, all the hype, all the. Transfers they brought in with Lincoln Riley. How are they doing? Are they still viable? Are they having a great season? Are they having a mediocre season? Are they having a bad season? And then same with Notre Dame. You know, where do they stand uh, by then? And that's always such a great game. I love that game in Los Angeles, Thanksgiving weekend. It's one of those usually, you know, wherever you live, the the weather is nowhere near as good as it is watching that game in, in Los Angeles. And the grass is beautiful. And travelers running around the horse, and the song girls are out there. I mean it's just got all that stuff that makes it so visually appealing, so
0: hopefully the game's good too, but give me that one i, I look and I, I am sure this there is no accuracy to this, but uh so naturally, I'll say it. It just feels like when they have night games at the l a Coliseum that the <laughs> helmets reflect the light better than any other stadium <laughs> i so sw- I swear it's like. I- I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not. It's they like B. It's like Hollywood or So I don't know what, but they pop off that golden <laughs> helmet, and then the, the Trojan helmet's fantastic. Like it's just maybe it's the clear night. I don't know. It should there's no more smog in L.A. anymore. I don't know, but it <laughs> yes, just we need feels like the Coliseum has better like production qualities or something. I don't know. <laughs> this is this would be one
2: of those stupid big game boomer lists. Best stadium lighting. <laughs> USC
0: one. USC, UCLA is always like, I don't know oh, how yeah. they don't get all the recruits when right. they, everyone else is slogging it out in gray skies. And even the SEC, the weather sucks. And and then it's like the U.S. It's like Technic. It's like Wizard of Oz, right? Like you, yeah. all of a sudden you <laughs> pop out of the black and white. And you're like, holy crap. <laughs> look at this. Uh, uh, all right. I'm going to go uh, September 4th, Florida State versus LSU in New Orleans. What's Brian Kelly got? What could he do? This will be as huge of a – one way or another, this performance by LSU will be overreacted to by Tiger fans. Oh, yes. Uh, And then there's FSU trying to fight for their bit, and Mike Norvell trying to fight for what his program can be. So uh, it's in in the Superdome, should be sold out, should be rowdy. Two big brands, uh, standalone game on Sunday night. Uh, Really looking forward to seeing what they got. You took mine, damn it. Round six, Tom Brady round. Let's end it with this <laughs> speed round because we're going to end up with UMass yeah. versus New Mexico State again. <laughs> speed round, For good who's call. Who's number one thirty-one? Good call. Have we said? So uh, have we said Oklahoma, Nebraska?
1: I did. Yeah, I you, took them in ah, you, you, yep. you took that one. You took that one. That's right. All right. Well, I guess I'll go. I guess I'll go with give me a little Baylor at BYU. Action. Good one. Uh, oh, darn it. We, ah, gotcha. Huh? Oh, yeah. Man. Uh and future Big Twelve, uh, right, Big Twelve opponents. Uh, this will be, I think this is the second of like a home and home. And then, did they play last year? They played a couple years ago, maybe at uh at Baylor. But, I think um, yeah, they did. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Bears, uh the Bears, uh Bears offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, former BYU offensive coordinator. So we be returning to the old Stomping grounds in, in Provo and um, should be a good one. Baylor, you know, high expectations after winning the big 12. So, and uh, BYU has been got, getting it rolling pretty good. So should be a good one.
0: I am glad you mentioned BYU because they have a really cool schedule.
1: They have they host too. Baylor.
0: Yeah, they host. Yeah. Uh, they're at Arkansas. They play Notre Dame in Las Vegas. They're at Oregon. They're at Stanford. They're at Boise State. That rivalry is always really good. I mean, they were all over at South Florida and all that, but there was a whole bunch. Like, they could, if we kept going, they'd get like four of the next seven picks or something because they're all, all those games are really good. So, um, and that I was thinking too that BYU Boise State rivalry, sneaky good rivalry out West. Always really good games, and they're always screwing each other's seasons up. That's, <laughs> one of them's got it popping, and then they play, and it, it goes all wrong. But Arkansas at BYU is a great game. So yep, good good on BYU to uh really play play hard there. All right, yep. Pat, your final right.
2: pick. Yep, speed round here. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Good one. I, I think Tennessee's going to be pretty good this year, and has a chance for a very fast start. Would not be shocked if they're undefeated when they when Alabama comes to Knoxville. But to do that, you've got to win at Pitt. And Pitt's pretty good. You also have to win at LSU. But uh, that's the first big game to find out whether Tennessee is up to the hype
0: uh, that
2: that they are starting to accrue.
0: All right, I'm going to go with an old standby. Everything great about this game, except sometimes the teams and always the name. The Cy Hawk is the worst name in Ravelry <laughs> rivalry game. It is terrible. The, it's so uncreative. It's the most Iowa of creativity levels. <laughs> what should we name the it? A loose about the
1: Cy- sandwich, Dan. Come on.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could have it the water bowl. You could bring Bush Light in, Natty Light, right, wide right, Natty Light, Children of the Corn. There's a million great names, but well, you you bozos go with Hawk, or I would have put you in round three. <laughs> Drunk factor, very high. Very high. Quality of football, who knows? Yeah. I actually think Iowa's gonna be pretty good this year. I thought they were last year, too. Yeah,
2: as usual. You know, they do as what usual.
0: they do. They do what yeah. they do. Get a new name, Cyhawk. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Morgan. It's the Morgantown public transportation of rivalry names. It only fits sixty on the on the train at the time. Mm. Uh, all right, let's get to the uh, the real rivalry that keeps bubbling up: Kentucky basketball versus Kentucky football. We touched on it last week when John Calipari uh, made a crack about. He's, he's desperate to get a new practice facility because the one that, you know, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and
1: Anthony, Anthony Davis
0: Davis and Devin, but they didn't, they couldn't practice. They didn't practice. It wasn't nice enough for them. So we need a new practice facility at Kentucky. And he's a little chapped that uh, Kentucky football got a two hundred million one. Soccer, a bunch of others got some real baseball. He's really happy. They all have great facilities. He'd be really happy if he had one. He declared, uh, reminded everyone that Kentucky is a basketball school. uh, And he said, I love our football program. I hope they win 10 games and go to a bowl, Uh, which was, you know.
2: Yes. Condescension at its finest. Yeah.
0: Mark Stoops has replied numerous times, once on social media, another at a press conference. Uh, Kentucky football players uh, just wondering if Kentucky football ever lost to St. Peter's. Yeah, Uh, Mitch Barnhart, the AD there, decided to go political conspiracy theory and blame the media (laughs) (laughs) for things that were one hundred percent created by his own coaches. By the way, yeah, (laughs) Kyle Tucker, the Kentucky beat writer for the Athletic, apparently did the unpardonable sin of quoting John Calipari (laughs) accurately.
1: I I saw like one of the one of the uh, Kentucky beat writers, Pat. You may have seen this. Like, I think quote tweeted Barnhart's comments and. And said he talked about how excited he, he was there. I guess he's there. This beat writer I forgot who it was now, and, yeah, and he Burma, was really excited the about the Bahamas. Yeah. yeah, really excited about covering the game in the Bahamas. And he was like, "We're not the ones who called us to the. Ho- we didn't call John Calipari to our hotel room to the <laughs> football program. He called us to his hotel room to the <laughs> football program. And but blame us. Yes, that's right.
0: Sure, sure. It's it all makes, the media. Makes perfect
1: sense. That's right."
0: Yeah, Believe me, the guys who had the boondoggle of covering the basketball exhibition games in the Bahamas, they weren't working for more
1: work. (laughs) You know,
0: I really feel like I want to write five more stories here.
2: (laughs) Why go to the beach when you can write stories about the football
0: coach and basketball coach stabbing each other? The media, we deserve lots of blame on many, many subjects. I'm not here, but come on. Not this one. Not this one. Pat, where are we at as our, as our Commonwealth resident? Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel that you're really enjoying this one. Oh, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah.
2: Here, here is the, uh, here's the amazing thing about this to me. Mitch Barnhart is one of the most boring athletic administrators in America. Okay? He is very efficient. By design. He, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's very efficient, very boring. Think of this. He's been an SEC A D for 20 years. He is the dean of SEC ADs. He's been the chair of this basketball selection committee. Does anybody ever hear anything from him? Ever? No, he never makes any headlines. He just does his job and he does it really well. They are a top 10 overall athletic program. He's made good hire after good hire. He supports his coaches. He gets them the facilities, whatever they need, and they do well. So for Mitch Barnhart to call a, a press conference. And to come out and not say, this is all, you know, we're fine here, kumbaya, kumbaya. No, no, no. He came out and he made it very well known that he was ticked at uh, John Calipari for bringing this up. And that's where I think, Cal, he, I, here, my, my opinion is that he is frosted at Cal for basically taking this moment where his popularity is the lowest it's ever been. He followed nine and 16 with a first-round loss to St. Peter's to publicly whine for five months now about facilities and say, "We need a new practice facility," because Cal started beating that drum very shortly after they lost to St. Peter's, and he hadn't stopped. And I think if you are Mitch Bernard's like dude, we are paying you a Sultan's fee, and you're at Kentucky and you're not doing the job quite up to the salary we're paying you, I really don't want to hear it from you about facilities. Go win some games, and then we'll talk. That was my takeaway from this, and I think Cal has gotten a little bit of a lesson, so to speak, in, hmm, things aren't the same as they were when I was going to Final Fours and play, you know competing for national championships all the time. Now, they may this year. This year may flip the narrative again, and it's back to Cal is on top of his game, but right now... He's kind of been put in his place.
0: Certainly was, uh, the AD was on the side of the football and not, as and, and they should be. I mean, it's all, ca- Calpar has admitted he he was stupid. said something stupid. Uh, says when he gets back from Bahamas, uh, he'll talk to, uh, about, it seems like Mark Stoops is not returning his call. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> he'll get back. Mark and I will sit down. It'll be all fine. Well, yeah. uh, we'll see now. Yeah. We'll see. It's a little Youngstown, uh, in Mark Stoops still. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> not going. Look, I continue to say this. This is, I know that Mark Stoops does not want to be, have. does not help in recruiting to be classified as a basketball school, especially when you're a basketball coach, is saying Alabama and Georgia are football schools. When those are the kind of guys you need to beat in recruiting. Right. To take that next step. I get all that. However, the fact this is even being discussed is a compliment of great measure for Mark Stoops and what he's done. Yeah, The fact that this is even a, a topic. Because yep. during the, say, Joker Phillips era, there was no <laughs> one going, hey, I want to, is this a football school? Like, hey, the fat, Calipari's a little rank, rankled, right? He usually punches up. He didn't really have far, there's not really not a whole lot of places to punch up for him anymore. But the fact that he's in on this, hey, I, I take it. Yeah, Like uh, it's a compliment may not be the compliment you want, but it's got everyone talking about how great a job Mark Stoops has been doing.
1: I can't believe it Pat, to go back to your, your point about Mitch Barnhart. Like I, 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 uh, I can't believe that um, they appeared at a press conference that over this, I don't know. It reeks to me like you're just pouring more fuel on the fire and the story is enlivened another couple of days it was bizarre but i guess that speaks to maybe how i guess angry and frustrated that that he is uh but but that yeah that was really kind of shocking to me you don't see that i feel like you don't see that very often
2: yeah i mean mitch barnard says something interesting once a decade and i mean like for him to, to go out of his way to basically continue this debate and get his two cents in was was pretty remarkable to me
0: well, cats, uh, are, uh, went 10 and three last year. Yeah. Number 20 uh, pre- in the
2: brand new AP poll.
0: Yeah. AP poll came Ranked out as we taped here. Yeah,
2: Preseason ranking. Yeah. First time. time. Is that what they said? I, th- that's what I heard. First time preseason. Yeah. Ever.
1: God I believe, believe so. so. See. Like, really? Hey, I mean, yeah. I mean football,
2: well, yeah, but bear Brown was the fifties. I don't even know whether they did preseason polls. Well, back late
1: then. during, um, what's his name? Uh, oh man. He's retired now. Uh, his last couple seasons were good. I thought they would have been ranked in the preseason his last maybe his last couple of seasons, but I, um, no 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 uh Rich Brooks. I mean his oh, last yeah, Brooks. Six, yeah. three years they yeah. won eight games, I think. I feel like um but yeah, Kentucky is ranked. This is from Cat's Paws, two four seven site covering Kentucky. Kentucky is ranked in the preseason coaches poll for the first time since the poll began. The Wildcats are ranked in the preseason AP poll for the first time since nineteen seventy-eight. Mm. So okay. first time ever, coaches poll first time since 1978 in the AP. Who 1978 Kentucky team? Was the 1977 Kentucky team must have been? I don't even know. It was Really good.
2: No, it was really. Yeah. They were like 11 and one.
1: Okay, but they were
2: on probation. Oh, they, they, yeah. Fran Kersey cheating. So, um, but yeah, that like they they beat Penn State. I mean,
0: they were really good in that that year. Alright, this story is uh, something else. If you are a uh, if you are, hang out on the TikTok uh, <coughs> We know you perhaps. do, Dan. Dan's big. I do. A, I know I'm you a do. I'm <laughs> part of the TikTok community. It's great. <laughs> TikTok community. The last couple of years, TikTok at this time of year has been uh, overrun by something called Bama Rush.
1: Hi, I'm Maddie, recruitment vice president. We've been waiting for you all
0: summer, and we're so glad you're finally here. Bama Rush is the tradition at the University of Alabama, number one in the A-people, where the incoming freshman women, female students, show up uh, a week early and rush all the sororities. And it is an elaborate system. Uh, you spend an entire week Going to all the different sororities you want, and you try to win favor from them, and they win favor of you. And at the end, everyone ranks their choices. Uh, and then uh, there's some process where, you know, like say you, you pick this one, one, and they pick you, one, bang, you're done. And it could be three or five deep. I, I'm not, you know, uh, well, TikTok only explains so much. <laughs> I, I don't know, nor do I care. But it is, another, it, is a, it is a massive deal. And the TikToks of the, the Bama Rush phenomenon, where they, they, the university makes everyone wear basically the same outfit, a couple outfits to try to cut down on like, I don't know, dress to impress. But that doesn't really work because then it all becomes the accessories. Mm-hmm. And so this entire thing is just a week of synchronized dancing uh hair extensions, <laughs> Cartier bags, Gucci uh, shoes, I, I, yeah, Gucci yeah. shoes, yeah. makeup upon makeup upon makeup. It, it it is the single most absurd thing. HBO Max is apparently working on an undercover documentary on this. Uh this year. They did a New York Times story on Sunday of this young Alabama student named Marina, Marina Anderson, who was kicked out of dismissed from rushing any sorority because she was accused of having a secret microphone on her. <laughs> uh, it, it, the, the time story is absolutely amazing. It is unbelievable. It's horrifying, but it's amazing. <laughs>
1: I, I suggest reading. It. If you have a young daughter in college, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is the most vapid and ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I will say this. There are undoubtedly extremely smart merit scholars and future doctors in these pools, but these women going crazy to try to make this one or that. People were ref- declining to talk to the New York Times or even be seen but with the New York Times because they might get banned. One woman ran the other way when the Times tried to talk to
1: her. And she laced up her high heels, it says, right? She was like, yeah, <laughs> Whatever brand shoes she had, it was like so-and-so laced up her brand shoes and, and, and ran the other way and said, I got to get to a party. I love that. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> One woman refused to have her hand photographed. They were going to take a picture of the jewelry she was wearing because she thought her fingernails could be identified <laughs> by the <laughs> Alabama sorority, the Alabama Panhellenic Association Gestapo, which apparently would uh, would ban her.
1: Uh, um, what's Nick Saban's I, involvement in all this? Anything? Someone should ask him about it in a post-practice, oh a my post-practice God. press conference.
2: Make sure it's the last question because well, it will be the last question. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So Alabama, on the final day, decision day for, for Bama Rush, they actually go to uh, Bryant-Denny Stadium and fill the stadium up. Over 2,500 women went for the sororities this year, and uh, the 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 official system sends out an email to anyone who shouldn't show up at the stadium. Basically, no sorority picked you. Okay, <laughs> now 91.66 percent got a bid. Thank so goodness. about 211 tw- women. I guess we're just the the losers of this <laughs> of this
2: thing. Wow, when you're told not to show up to Bryant Denny Stadium, that's that's hard. Do not
0: show up at Bryant Denny Stadium for for Rush Day. Ugh. So these there's 211 women that basically went to Alabama to be part of Bama Rush because this has become a huge recruiting tool for the university. People, are, they, this is like huge in Europe everywhere. These women went to Alabama so they could rush a sorority and got told nobody wants you. <laughs> <laughs> This is like Mike Gundy running people off. I mean, what? <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. So they, the other, the lucky 2,345 fill up a part of the stadium. Each are handed an envelope. They all open in unison, get their, you know, their uh, whatever sorority. I don't even know any of them. And then they all run as fast as they can in their high heels. To the sorority house, and, and, and they're in. <laughs> the pictures. Actually, they're wearing sneakers. They show up. And, oh, okay. Uh, there's a picture here. This is the Tuscaloosa News. Bid day, it's called. And they charge out of the stadium faster than the Crimson Tide and run to sorority row. This thing is bonkers. <laughs> now, <laughs> Alabama, it's, it's it's this is like the most unlikely yet greatest recruiting tool for this university. The university is now 57.9%. It's actually probably higher this year. This was 2021. Are from out of the state of Alabama. That's unbelievable. Almost 60% of the school comes from somewhere other than Alabama. And 58% of the student body is are women. Wow. And it's getting bigger because of Bama Rush. Now, yeah. this may explain some of... Nick <laughs> Saban's <seems> recruiting success. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Come to school 58% First off, you're Alabama football yeah. players. You ought to be able to find a date, but we we almost outnumber them. They almost outnumber us two to one here. Yeah. Pat, your thoughts on Bama Rush, because <laughs> the world needs to know what you would think <laughs> of this tremendous uh, effort
2: down in Tuscaloosa. The, the world does need to know. And as you said, I'm sure there are many you know, smart, driven, conscientious, kind women involved in this. But I did, after reading that New York Times story today, thank my daughter for not ever going to a sorority. And and my sons, by extension, for not joining fraternities. I just, I mean, like, think of it this way. Think of the, like, the level of security and paranoia about talking to the media at Alabama sorority rush versus, say, the United States government, where there's leaks all over the place. We got you can find somebody <laughs> in any department of the government to tell you something. Oh but now I mean look at the Kappa Kappa we need the Gamma Pan-Haletic house
0: athletic Association yeah. to run the government. Remember, yeah, we just, remember they cheated at the election a couple years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, they yeah. Campaign fraud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: But no, the like can you please take yourselves a little more seriously
0: down there in sorority land? Oh my god. <laughs> Brett, play the song. This is a the Zeta Phi Beta Rush song that came out this week or recently. Actually, maybe last year. Now They pride themselves on their high GPA. You
1: a Zeta at the <laughs> University of Alabama. Please come to the stage for a roll call. Queens of the road. Check. Good grades on his hand. Check. You can't go a day. Check. Without saying slam. Check. Where them Zeta's at? Yeah. 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 Shout out to Malik. Yeah. Shout out Mama Dell. Yeah. Hardest on the road. Yeah. Top house every year. Yeah. Where them Zeta's at.
0: Yeah. Where them Zeta's at. <laughs> all right. All right. Zeta's they're Zeta's at the Zeta house. <laughs> house. <laughs> that is Young Gonna 036 on, the, on that. Okay. Uh, I, I think th- I th- if they're getting residuals off of TikTok, they're making gazillion dollars. I don't know. Where them Zeta's at. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, you're a resident southerner. Explain <laughs> this, please.
1: Well, you know what? As crazy as it is, uh, when I was reading that story, I was kind of like, uh, yeah, makes sense. Because just <laughs> well being around it, like I had my sister rushed at a couple of different colleges. And uh, yeah, there are stories and um, I not a whole lot of it. Really surprised me. As uh, as crazy as that sounds, that is the. Uh, I think that's in general, uh, the SEC sorority rush thing. You know, like I I I think at every SEC school, sorority rush will probably have those kind of stories and is done somewhat similarly. I know at uh, yeah at a lot of them that I'm aware of, they they are done uh, in a very similar fashion.
0: Well, good luck to all. Uh, it says you have to pay over $4,000 a semester to be in the sorority. That's the other thing, man. That's not, I mean, counting. not a small amount of money. That, and that doesn't, they, they just sort of also clothing, jewelry, hair, makeup, which I mean, that had to have been four grand for the week. <laughs> yeah. And we,
2: we've we got a different function every month. And then you got to go to the other functions at the fraternities. Now. like, How much money are you spending just on your social life as a fraternity or sorority person?
0: Anyhow, I'll get off my lawn, my own There is a place called the Pants Store down in in Tuscaloosa. The Pants Store is a boutique clothing shop that supplies the outfits that are mandated by the university to wear during the week. And they had enormous, enormous international (laughs) um, publicity and promotion due to Bama Rush on TikTok. And so this this pant the, the pants store, which obviously sells more than pants, uh, it's like they're selling this thing called the Queen of Sparkles, which is a uh, a type of dress or skirt or something. And this place is making bank off of this. You think they sell like Houndstooth down there, like the, the 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 bookstore all over the world? People want this stuff. It's absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. Hashtag Bama Rush. Let's send let's send the Wetzel girls to Alabama. Let's go, We're man. Good.
2: Get them there. Get get them in. Get them into rush week. <laughs> you see that one sorority, the Phi Mu? They call it the White House. No, but I mean, yeah.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of really swanky, nice, nice. I'm in that thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry to those other two eleven. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> in <didn't> heaven. <laughs> yeah.
2: When you're not invited to Bryant Denny, I do feel for you
0: guys. That is the worst. <laughs> Welcome to college. No one likes you here. <laughs> you come
1: back for a game at Brian Denny.
0: Yeah, right. Pay for your tickets. Ouch. All right. That's our pod. We have um, uh, we have some good stories from uh, Pat and I were together last weekend. We're not going to get to them today. We're going to get to them. Yeah, some good stories. Uh, a good gambling victory by, by one of us. Disputed still. Not disputed. We will get to that on uh, later this week. Thursday, I believe, we'll be back. But I appreciate everyone listening. Season's coming. Get ready. Talk to you later.